humans of the internet, welcome to another episode of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank. Alongside Tyler. Hey. Hey. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm all right. Tyler, it's been a week. It has been. Very much It so. usually is a week between these episodes. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't missed one yet. Nope. Well, not yet. What is was this? Hundred hundred thirty two. Hundred thirty two weeks in a row. Holy yeah. shit! Not missing a podcast. Not no. a single one. That's what we do. There's Entire. a cat around me. Oh, there's a cat. Yes, a, it's okay. A youthful cat looking to bite your heels right now. Oh, maybe not. Doesn't like me yet. Not no, used to me. she'll get used to you, and then she'll just be crazy. I'm surprised she's not crazy right now. Yeah. It's her, t- it's her time. Bite the cords here. No, she's not a cord biter. She hasn't bit any of mine, so she should be okay. Oh, oh yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a few swipes in. Mm, there you go. Ah. Oh, boy. Cats. Yeah. They're wonderful. Yeah. Sometimes. So how, what what you been up to, man? Doing a bunch of stuff, working, playing video games. Yeah, I I feel like I've gotten a good amount of video game playing in this past week. Did you? And I feel good about it. That's good. I I I played a video game too, and we both played a video game together. We did. Yeah, we played some Destiny too. Yeah, and it's the first Iron Banner. Since the Forsaken has come out, yep, we played a little bit of that. We did. We we uh, we we thrashed the first match, and then subsequently it just got worse and worse. Yeah, but then we 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 dominated I think we the last one. match. Yeah, we yeah. pulled one out at the end. Yeah, it, there wasn't a lot of close matches. It no. was it was one sided for sure, and it was one sided pretty damn early. There was one match where like instantly. They were up like twelve to one, and it's like, dude, the match just started. How are you up to twelve to one already? <laughs> um, a lot of the changes, you know, that we talked about before of like power plays and stuff is is really important to this and important to strategy. I like it a lot. I, I do it. It really, you can tell the power difference for the first time in a long time because there's people that are up to 550, 60 ish that have probably done the raid. Then there's us that were in like the group still grinding to get there. Mm-hmm. And then there's the people that haven't bought Forsaken that are for some reason trying to participate in Iron Banner that are just getting rocked. Like there's the people that just got Destiny 2 because it's free. Yeah. That we played against a guy that had 10 power and he was in Iron Banner. It's like, oh, I don't feel sorry for you. Sorry. You shouldn't enjoy. <laughs> like the recommended power, I think, is 500 yeah, now. It is. So, it's straight up on there. Yeah. It's, it's so you could really tell the difference because the first match we rocked and we were against players that were lower power. I was just power. melting people like butter. It, dude, it was, it like was one crazy. Burst and they're down, and I'm like, I think shit. both you and I had, uh, like efficiencies above 2.0 yeah and you you almost i was at at 2.9 yeah you were almost at three so we were destroying and then the next match it was like hey we're gonna break you guys up you guys are too good Mm -hmm. and we got with people that are like 550 and it was all one clan and we got rocked 
It was bad. I ran into someone who was 600 power today. How? It has to be like a developer or something. Dude. I, I don't even know how you could be 600 at this point. I unless mean, you are constantly playing this game. Maybe if you're a streamer and maybe. That, that's your game that you stream. Holy crap. That, that, like, yeah. It was, that is crazy. I got rocked today a few matches. Was, yeah. I ran against a player that was 600 before Forsaken launched when they were doing that free Gambit trial. I'm like, this has to be a developer playing right now. Because how, how else could you be at 600 and Forsaken isn't even out yet? Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. The I mean, we, we haven't done the raid, but the raid apparently took 18 hours in 48 minutes, I think, yeah, to complete. For the first group. Holy balls. Thing, yeah. Which is much, much longer than any of the other raids. So. Yeah, it also had probably a higher like barrier of entry than any of the other raids, mm-hmm. just power level-wise. Right. So that, yeah, that that had that probably had something to do with it because there are certain mechanics in raids that act as sort of like DPS checks to see if you can stun a boss before. Yeah, it. yeah. In, in in there's a lot of times in Destiny raids where you, as you go through the motions, you might only have like four chances to really do damage. Yeah. So you got to make sure you're doing as much damage as possible. Mm-hmm. So there's that that in it as well, and yeah. We should go back to Leviathan. We should. I I, I would be down. I I would be down to give Spire Stars another try as well, as long as we have a team that can throw some fucking orbs, as we talked about before. But yeah, I I feel like we could go back and just crush those raids at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you did an Escalation Protocol level 7. Yeah, all the way to level 7. There was like four other people in the area with me. Yeah, that's awesome. And it it wasn't even difficult for us. We just fucking flew through it that we never mm. ran close on time yeah I'm, I'm gonna have to go back to mars and just just do it because why not i got to seven but we could we didn't clear it that was pre pre even solstice of heroes but tyler so not worth it all i got was shaders i know i know <laughs> but but it, there's probably a triumph for doing it right uh i didn't check I, like i don't I, would even, I don't even check what my triumphs are i just go in and just check yeah. them off i would imagine there is one i i, I wouldn't mind doing it just because i haven't done it but um I, what what did i yeah i am at the point where i am just about to open the dreaming city now okay. so I, I haven't opened yet yet i had it spoiled from gambit which we'll talk about later but mm-hmm. um i have to do that public event oh yeah that's that's, that's the next thing yeah that's a pain so that's either going to go really quick or not at all <laughs> so so that's that's where i'm at um opening that up but we played a lot of gambit yeah, i feel over the past week we we had a nice evening of it uh over the weekend and then we played some last night as well mm-hmm. that's a damn good damn good time i i i really like that game out it is much better when you have a team like mm-hmm. it, it's yes. i i almost don't want to play it with randoms anymore just because it's just way better when you can coordinate together um because we had matches where we crushed we had matches that didn't go our way and then we also had matches where i f- felt it kind of slipped right through our fingers yeah. you know where we were probably the better team we just weren't putting it together at the end or they got like one lucky play of wiping us out or stuff like that like the last match that we played last yeah. night that was we we got that first round pretty well and then 
damn, they, they, they pulled back. But that last round, I felt like that last round was intense. Because mm-hmm. cause you could tell both teams really wanted it, and, and we were kind of neck and neck the whole time. But, yeah. I ended up wiping their entire team as an invader twice, which that's the first time I ever did that. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a thrilling thing when, when you have that happen. And that was on the new Dreaming City map, which was cool because when the raid was completed first time and unlocked new content for everybody mm-hmm. one of them being this map and uh trying to decide if it's my favorite map or not i know i, I, see, I i'm not it. i'm not it's sure big. about it. it yeah i i don't like the big gambit map so i i feel like it when it gets spread out like that it kind of yeah. it, it dilutes the action a bit because there's so much traveling between points where they spawn and then when you're invading it's kind of yeah it's kind of a toss-up are you close enough to actually do what you want to do during that yep. invasion yep yeah i i like the one on nessus i just never get it like i i think that's a neat map to play on but it's it's good mm-hmm. for sure yeah oh, yeah but. i've i'm I have so much fun invading in that. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah, really, dude, dude. What was it over the? I think it was when we played over the weekend. Uh, we were just getting crushed. Then you know, you you were like, "All right, fuck this," and you went in and wiped out like twenty something emotes from them. And then we just fucking emotes, did, we, yeah, emotes, yeah, <laughs> uh, emotes from them. And then we just destroyed them. And like that, that that stuff is very satisfying. It can definitely change change the course of the match. For sure. I'm, I'm getting used to it more. Um, and also just understanding the mechanics of like taking out the envoys first and all sorts of stuff. It's, it's fun. It, it, to me, it's, it's the kind of the shot in the arm that competitive Destiny 2 needed, in my opinion. Like they've made good changes to Crucible, but then this, this game mode is really good. So yeah, Destiny 2. Yeah. It's a fun time. It's a good video game now. Yeah. I I would say it is, for sure. I mean, they've just made some very smart changes. And even small things, like we we were playing a bunch of Crucible and um, Gambit last night, and I felt like I was always getting, like, new um, bounties. I don't know about about you, but there was bounties. I'm like, I definitely did not pick this up. But I guess as well, you there complete are s- them, some of them just trigger or something. I don't know. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Like, there are some that it. I don't know. It's there was definitely like new bounties that were popping up. You're not for talking me about scrapper we bounties, are you? No. Okay. No, like uh, there were certain gambit bounties that were popping up, like as we were playing. Maybe you like, get them as you level up in different. gambit. Maybe, yeah, uh, that could definitely be the case as well. But I'm like that. That sort of thing, though, is is cool, and uh, I'm looking forward to opening the Dreaming City. That's that's my next goal. Yeah, I can't. Also, wait till, I can't t- wait till we get a crew so we can do some patrol stuff in there because there's yeah. some, there's some tough stuff that uh, is a little bit punishing to do solo. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, also. The, some of the new strikes are, are neat. I've I've only played the Warden of Nothing, which is I agree with you. That's the best strike so yeah. far that I've played that they added. Like that final boss fight is fucking awesome. Um, and the um, the Hunter's Lair got hollowed. Fuck, I'm blanking on it. 
It, it's uh, it's the one where you go fight the uh, the fanatic, fanatic again. Yes, yeah, that one was cool, but it, it really retreaded a lot of ground to mm-hmm. where it didn't really feel like super exciting. Whereas Warden of Nothing retreads ground, but it does in a very nostalgic way because mm-hmm. you end up in the Prison of Elders arena. You end up going down and like opening the chest as you would when you won in Prison of Elders and so that, so that was cool I, I want to do Broodhold which is the Playstation exclusive one and then I guess whatever the Dreaming City one yeah. is eventually so yeah it's very nice that you can just play the strikes whenever you want now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can even like solo queue into them and I think yeah. it just I'm not sure like how that works or if it's, if it's queuing you with other people who are just looking for general strikes or something but it, it works no and it's pretty cool it's how it worked in Destiny 1 mm-hmm. you know I, I don't know why they, they changed that aspect of it it just doesn't make sense but now it's back to where it used to be and that's that's a good thing that's the thing about Destiny 2 like there's some great changes but there's certainly some things a lot of things where it's back to where it used to be mm-hmm. and it just made sense I, I i really wonder if they're gonna blow everything up again if they do a destiny 3 i think it would be a dumb decision to do but i think it would be a very it would be a great activision decision yes, to do it would be to a be great like, financial decision hey <laughs> Oh, sorry. We didn't realize that you didn't want us yeah. to change these things. Buy this DLC to fix it. Yeah, it just it doesn't. I I really hope they don't do that because because as I play more Forsaken, I'm like that that was just a dumb idea to me to blow it up. Mm-hmm. Like even if you want to charge sixty dollars and say it's practically another game, but it's basically a gigantic ass expansion pack, then sure, it just doesn't make sense. Anyways, enough Destiny talk. Yeah. I've played a lot of Spider-Man. Yeah, tell I us about I it. haven't finished it in a day like you did. Uh, but I am a good way into it, I feel. Um, 44% is what I'm sitting at completion-wise, and I feel I am a handful of missions into Act 2. So I'm getting there. And you can okay. definitely tell the story's ramping up. Uh, you know, they're, they're, to me, like... It's not the most mind-blowing game in the world, but it is just so damn fun to play. And the more that I play it, the more that I like it. The more that I'm getting used to combat, the more I just want to keep fucking fighting stuff, you know? And and I, I like like I said last week, like I, I find myself just getting extremely distracted. No matter how much I want to focus on a story, it's just like, all right, I'm swinging over to here, and oh, there's a landmark over here, and there's a crime. As crimes are popping up, I'm doing them, so I don't have to do them all, mm-hmm. yeah. all when I finish the game. Um, so, so I've done a lot of crimes, so that's, it's, it's getting there. You can't just say that I've done a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I guess, I guess that sounds weird. I've done a lot of crimes in Spider-Man. Okay. On PlayStation 4. Okay. Um, but it's cool. And and the story's really, like I said, I think it's really getting to a very interesting spot. It's had some interesting moments already. Um, I kind of agree with you so far on the boss fights thing that you mentioned last week, like the boss fight against the shocker. I'm like, it was, it was fine, but it wasn't like mind blowing or anything like that. But God damn, that game's pretty. Yeah. Oh my God. I think that's, that's one of my favorite things about it. I think as I finished it and then was doing some completionist stuff, 
it kind of like I started seeing where the game was kind of a little bit flawed for me at mm. least like it, it just seemed very formulaic in ways and like the combat it was fun there were different ways you can approach things but after a certain you find a style that just works the best for the way you want to play and yeah. then it never really develops beyond that it never encourages agreed. you to develop beyond that agreed like I, I have the gadgets that I like to use I have the suit that I want to use mm-hmm I don't see myself changing it up that much, you know. I, I I agree with you on that, but the amount of care that's just into this city to making it feel real. I mean, it just blows my mind. Of like, I'm swinging down this street and just like all these buildings are so beautiful and so detailed, and then the sun's fading in the distance. It's like fuck. It it, it hits you in the feels. It just feels really good. I'm looking forward to playing a lot more of it. Hopefully. I'm not going to guarantee that I'll have it finished by next week, um, but I will certainly be a lot farther because I plan on playing a lot this weekend as well. It's a damn good game. It is. It is a damn good game. I just think I don't. It's not in the game of the year conversation no. to me, and I, I find it kind of crazy when people bring that up. But is it in everybody's list at the end of the year? I think absolutely. If you played it, I yeah. mean, it's because it's just it's extremely fun to play. It's a top ten game for me, not a top five game for this year. It might be a top five for me right now, but I don't know if it will be by the end of the year. Just because there's a lot more coming out yet the rest of the year. So, um, I think that's all that I really played. Played a little bit more Dead Cells, but nothing nothing too exciting there. What about you? Play anything new? Uh, I played some more Dragon Quest. Um, I have some problems with that game. Uh, yeah? I ran into... I'm, I'm still early in it, mind you. Like, early being like 25 hours? No, I'd say more 18 hours. Okay. <laughs> That's early. <laughs> That's fine. No, it's actually, it's not even that much. I haven't played as much as you think. Uh, I've only played like eight or nine hours of it. But that's that's early in mm-hmm. a Dragon Quest. Mm-hmm. And I've run into a few, a couple of things that I'm having a, a, a problem with. It's, there's this character arc that just doesn't feel satisfying. Uh, his name, this involves this character called Prince Ferris. And he's really shitty. And... He doesn't earn his redemption at all, but he still gets it, and it just feels wrong. How's he shitty? Like, he's a spoiled... So he's a prince. He's a spoiled rich kid Yeah, who has never had to accomplish anything, but... As most princes are. (laughs) On his way to, like... But apparently, like, this this, uh, kingdom has a history of the princes being knights. Oh. So throughout his entire life, he lied to his father about his accomplishments... And just kept gaining praise from it Uh-oh. until spoilers. It eventually blows up in his face in this arc, but it never blows up in his face enough to where like he actually has to confront it at, mm. in any meaningful way. I got you. And it just kind of feels dirty and unfulfilling when you finish it off, and you're like, okay, on to the next town, mm-hmm. because the thing he promised to give you at the end of this arc, he didn't even realize that his father sold it. So, like, it was completely worthless to even be in that town. Yeah. And you just met a shitty character. You gain a party member who is cool, uh, but 
Is this part of the main story? Yeah, this is part okay. of the main story. But on to side quests, there's this side quest that I have a problem with, too. All right. Uh, it involves you defeating a specific am- enemy while using a pep power. Now, characters can get pepped up when they are in a critical position, when they are, like, maybe low on health or low on uh, power points or something like that, which is, like, mana. Uh-huh. Uh, and they get pepped up, which means they have access to new abilities. And the pep powers, they're, like, you can use them as certain members of your party have are pepped up. Like, it's a combination power. but. This side quest requires you to use this specific pep power, which requires these three specific characters in your party to be pepped up at the same time while you're in the area of this monster that you're supposed to fight and use that pep power. That's, and it's just, uh, it's just so... Uh, I don't know who designed that quest. But yeah. Like, I, I just feel like that that is a very just bullshit-ass quest to design. Uh, to like, yeah, let's make this rare condition... A thing that you have to have on three of your party members, and in the vicinity of this uh, of of this creature. That just seems ridiculous. Like, so you have to sit there and just either use all your mana or wait until you're on low on health and stuff yeah, like that. And, like, and that's hope just... that it pops because it's a chance. It's not oh, even guaranteed god. that it happens when you're low on health or mana. No. Oh god, that's awful. <laughs> And the thing is, even if one of your characters is pepped up, if your other characters don't get pepped up in time, because the pep only lasts a certain amount of turns, it can carry over battles, but it only lasts a certain amount of turns. Yeah. It's just a really pain-in-the-ass quest that I'm probably just going to drop and move on to the next area. Yeah, that doesn't sound like it's worth worth anybody's time. Because the way I've been playing up till this point is I'll find the side quests in the area and do those after I've done the main quest in the area. And yeah. that's how I've been playing it, but this this particular part, I'm not going to do that because yeah. it's a pain in the ass. That's not worth it. I hate quests that are just designed like that. Of just just totally absurd shit. Like Destiny Two is, and just Destiny in general has stuff not that bad, but it certainly has some like boneheaded, like grind out, like the worst possible shit. Like I hate the thing that they're making you do to get Ace of Spades. They fixed that a little did, bit. Did they, they? they adjusted it so that all you have to do is get hand cannon kills on any enemy. And invasion kills count for more. And it's it's more kills that you have to get. It's, it just shows a percentage bar. I'm not sure what okay. the specific is. So you can kill the regular yeah, PvE enemies. Yeah, you can just kill enemies. the regular That's enemies. good. Okay. Because the invasion thing, I'm like... Like, I'm just now getting better at being an invader. And I'm never good with hand cannons in PvP. So... And you, I wasn't even on top do of it. that. You have to wait for them to invade you. Yeah, and they have overshield when they invade you. And exactly, coming over with either heavy ammo or a super. Yep, and it's like or sleeper stimulant. F- yeah, or sleeper <laughs> stimulant. Which <laughs> I don't have that. a sleeper stimulant. Is that a special ammo weapon or a heavy ammo weapon? It's a power weapon. Okay, so you get the heavy weapon. Okay, heavy At ammo. Least, okay, yeah, it's a it's a linear fusion rifle. It's. It's crazy. I need to uh, get just get something good so I can uh, just grind some materials and infuse mine and get it up to five hundred something, whatever it would be. Destiny. I know, yeah. But but yeah, I mean, it, regardless, like there's there's just shitty quests 
in an RPG can really just dampen your time. It's not good. That's one thing I felt like wasn't a thing in like The Witcher 3. I feel like there wasn't a lot of just shitty, ridiculous quests. No, like they, there can be you know, difficult quests where there like there are some difficult fights, but yeah. it's never like oh, let's go. Yeah, let's too go. much chance. Yeah, yeah. Blech. Not good. I did think of one other thing that I played. I played that Call of Duty Black Ops Four Blackout Beta. All right. So here's my experience with this thing. One, I was a dingus and got it on the Xbox One just because that's where I play Call of Duty most of the time. Um, downloaded it, booted it up, and the first match, um, it was it's it is so so weird to play Call of Duty in this in like a battle royale sort of way. Um, so there is a bunch of helicopters. There's a helicopter formation that you're jumping out of. And there's there's some interesting like UI things that pop up like it it, it tells you how many players are left in the vehicle uh, at, before you jump out just so you can see um, and then you see the whole map there and you're flying down you look like a dumbass flying squirrel as you're dropping down because you're like paragliding yeah, black yeah, ops style it, it, it looks so funny but I landed. I forget where I landed, but it was an interesting area. And you land, you don't have anything. All you have is fist. And so you got to go around and obviously find stuff. It's a battle royale game. Um, and it was kind of that interesting thing that I'm sure in PUBG is good, is kind of like adrenaline rush of you're still looking for weapons, but you hear just this gunfire everywhere around you. Fortnite has that, but Fortnite's a little bit more cartoony than, mm-hmm. than like PUBG yeah. is. So like I'm hearing all this stuff and I shit you not, I was in this little, like it was almost, it was like a shack where they had like bunk beds in it. I, I found a bunch of stuff. None of it was a weapon. So I'm like, fuck. And I, I know there's a few guys around me. I All I do is crouch behind this bunk bed. This guy breaks this window, and he has a shotgun, and he's running in there, and he runs in this room, and he just doesn't go far enough to see me. And I don't even know how he didn't see me through you know, the top bed and the bottom bed either. Cause I'm just sitting there. I, I, I literally have nothing. Yep. And, and, and it was so funny. He just walks in there. He looks around. He doesn't find anything that he just leaves. I was like, Holy shit. And then, um, and then I eventually found stuff and I was just running around learning the map and, uh, eventually got picked off from a, a distance, finished like 34th. And it was fine. It was, I'm like, this is interesting. And in the way that they did inventory, the way they're doing inventory is kind of, it's smart. It just takes getting used to because, you know, how do you do something like that on a console? And they have, like, you can pull up your actual inventory, like, as a pause sort of thing. Uh, but then they also have this quick inventory that's pretty pretty big that you can slot things into, which is, is smart. Um, you, you go around finding a lot of, like, you'll find weapons, but then you'll find, like, scopes and stuff that you can equip on the weapons as you go, which I think PUBG has that stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. So, very similar in that regard. Um, in the first match I played, I'm like, this feels fun. It's... And it, 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 it had this Call of Duty smoothness to it. So then I join up for the second match. And 
I'm in the starting area, which the starting area is huge, and it is running like absolute dog shit. Like, pro- probably well in the like tens of frames. Like, okay. it was so choppy and bad. And I'm just running around finding stuff, but it's just chugging chugging and chugging i'm like it's probably the starting area they just haven't got this smoothed out as much yet it'll be fine when we actually get into the match and boy was i fucking wrong it was really really bad this this next match as i jumped down it was constantly chugging i'm like man this game is launching in less than a month and this is how it's running uh, I don't know. And see, the one thing, and I don't know how PUBG is, but like with Fortnite, you know, obviously it wants to get 100 players, but it might start the game with like 96. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, it makes sure you're constantly going. This, I swear, it felt like it had to have 88 players, which is what they bumped it up to to start. And it's like we had 85, and then there would be one person that left, and then two more then join, and then two more leave. And I'm like, just start the fucking match. Like, I've been waiting here for ever and then once it finally gets started it counts down for like 30 seconds it's like deploying in 30 seconds yeah. i'm like damn you dude you like i i hope that's something eventually that they certainly get sped up but like i said this next match for me ran like total ass and i it was very frustrating so i didn't do well in that one i played one more and it ran like complete ass until there was maybe like 25 players left okay yeah. and i'm like gotta okay. make okay all right you can see where it's going <laughs> yeah but this one like i didn't find anybody i got in a vehicle co- totally how's the driving it was it was fine i i botched it but it, it was fun i actually shot as a dude with my shotgun as he was driving away like i just missed missed him getting into the vehicle uh but then he got in and just drove over the hill um but in this last match uh i, I drove and it was fine ran into zombies which are just kind of scattered around the map there are a lot it's like playing high level zombies in a okay. way like they're a little bit harder to kill um you don't kill them instantly i thought it was a dude so i wasted a ton of ammo shooting at him i'm like fuck you know, I just maybe right. maybe blew my cover. Um, and then I ended up getting... The circle was kind of closing around this, like, housing-looking area. It was a lot nicer than the other areas. And um, that was fun. Hid, hidden, hidden the house, then got into a long-distance firefight. And I swear I should have killed that guy. I shot him so much, and I don't know how he didn't die. Um, but then he got me. I finished in the top 20, though. I felt... Right. I felt all right, um, but it, it's it's fine. It's not my thing in a way because I'm just not a solo battle royale player. Okay, but I also yeah. don't want to buy this game at sixty dollars right now just for battle royale. Like I'll I'll pick it up maybe once it's on sale at some point. It's fun. I was I'm just worried a little bit about the performance, you know, because it was very hit or miss for me on that on that front but it's interesting for sure it's just weird to play call of duty in this way to be playing on such a big map to not um you could just run around like a chicken with your head cut off like you play in multiplayer but um just playing different just having total different vibes it felt kind of weird but i think it, it i think it could be good for this game it could be good for this game 
if they support it correctly as well, mm-hmm. um, it could be bad for PUBG potentially. Are you really that confident? I don't. I, I don't want to. I don't. I'm not overly com- confident in that. But there's certainly some similar things, and I think just because of how smooth Call of Duty can play, maybe. But I don't know. I'm sure PUBG has its audience dedicated, you know, audience that that won't leave it. We'll see. It'll be it'll be an interesting market once Call of Duty and Battlefield are in this. The thing that I'm I'm hearing about Call of Duty Blackout is that people who play PUBG won't like ballistics modeling and how I've heard that only at a certain distance does it even come to, into effect. Mm. Like ballistics is only a thing that they do for long for extra long range like sniping range distance. And I that's see. not a thing that PUBG players will like because they're used to having, oh, here's a short drop off, here's a little bit longer drop off and right. oh, there's a big drop off there. Yeah. Okay. Like they're I'm still going to be playing PUBG. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying there's potential that PUBG could could uh face even more stiff competition, but they you know, they have their fixed PUBG campaign, so maybe they'll win people back as they make the game better. It's just weird. PUBG's weird. It is. The way they've handled it since Fortnite got popular, it's just strange. You know what, fuck it, let's, let's just jump Anyways. right into it. PUBG coming to PlayStation. Question mark? I put a story in here. You did? Yes. Korean ratings board lists PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds for PS4. Yes. So, it sounds like they're going to bring the console version of PUBG over to PlayStation I haven't played the console version of PUBG in a long-ass time mm-hmm. because, A, it was just garbage when I played it. Yeah, it was bad when it launched. I'm not sure how it is now, but we'll see. Well, I would hope it's better because it's actually officially a thing, Yeah, the console version on Xbox now. But it, no surprise. I think everybody kind of figured it would come to PlayStation at some point. It's just a matter of when, like how long is Microsoft's exclusivity deal. So, yeah, it's hopefully, you know, it'll be interesting to see how much of a pop PUBG might get on PS4 just because there's a pretty uh, large player base on PS4. Yeah, but uh, it's also like... And I would argue that PUBG is at its lowest as in popularity as it's ever been. Like yeah. it's it's a weird time to bring it to PS4 at a, at a low point. Yeah, and it'll only get worse. To be honest with you, as Battlefield and Call of Duty Black Ops launch, I I, I wonder if um Blue Hole right yeah that's developed. I wonder if they're kind but of but they have they have their own like segment of that they're called PUBG yeah. Corp. But I wonder if they're kind of like, fuck, we should have never made that deal with Microsoft in a way. Just because that, you know, that, that's just another large base that they couldn't get out to as Fortnite well, maybe that's was rising the only way they could get the resources for it, too, is to... True. And play, PlayStation wasn't shelling out the cash for it, so... Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. We shall see. 
other things coming to PlayStation. I'm just going to jump around in here. Uh, Thronebreaker, The Witcher Tales, releasing next month on PC and cons and on consoles in December. It's a new RPG in the Witcher universe. It's a standalone game. Uh, well, okay. It's a single... Okay, let's see. What the hell is this? So, it was developed to be a single-player campaign for Gwent. But it's becoming its own separate thing? Seems strange to me. But... I don't know. So this is a the campaign for Gwent? Yeah. Then what the fuck is Gwent? <laughs> Gwent is... I, I don't know, man. Is that just going to be its be own... multiplayer thing. Bit of yeah. It. Interesting. So if you buy Gwent, do you get this? Does that say? I think they're separate. I mean, it would make sense to have them separate, but if you just wanted the campaign of it and didn't want to play against people... I don't know, this is kind of, I mean, it's interesting, but it's kind of weird at the same time. This this single-player campaign for Gwent must be uh, very large, because that's why they're saying they're spinning this off as its own thing, but I'm like, how big can it be? Yeah, I... I, I CD I like Project Gwent. Red doesn't know how to contain themselves in scope, which is an exciting thing, though. I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. I mean, look at Witcher. You know, I imagine CD Project or Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be very, very large. So, yeah, those guys want to deliver you some content. We'll be playing another card game in uh, Cyberpunk Netrunner. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a, is that a thing. serious yeah, thing? Yeah, they they bought the IP rights to Netrunner. Oh boy. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. They're gonna have that. All right. Sure. Interesting. Oh. Let's see what else. What else is coming? PlayStation. A beta. For Red Dead Online. Yeah. A public beta coming in November. How excited are you for Red Dead Online? <sighs> Somewhat excited. Like, the idea of GTA Online, but in a Western-themed world, I think is in an interesting concept. Um, yeah, so Rockstar officially announced Red Dead Online. I mean, it, obviously, we knew it was coming, but... Um, yeah, public beta, and it'll launch in November... And my thing on this is that GTA Online was so awful at launch. Oh, yeah. At was. their launch date that I sh I'm pretty sure that they just want to say it's a beta. So that way, if it starts breaking, people, they, they can go, well, it's a beta. It's not 100% finished yet. Because, um, man, it was GTA Online Or they're Online just being honest broken. this time because GTA Online kind of should have been called a beta. Yeah, it, it really should have. It, it, it had a very disastrous launch. Um, but obviously, they ended up fixing it because now they make a gazillion dollars off of it. Um, so I think that's probably a smart move. Um, they said using the gameplay of the upcoming Red Dead Redemption 2 as a foundation, Red Dead Online will be ready to be explored alone or with friends and will also feature constant updates and adjustments to grow and evolve as an experience for all players. Uh, 
how much money do you think this one's going to rake in? And do you think Dude, it'll cannibalize GTA Online? Yes, it will. I, I absolutely think people are going to move on from GTA Online to this. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to be similar enough in like the things that you're doing, just in a different setting. I, I, I can't imagine what what actual new you get out of yeah. a Red Dead Online. The thing with this that I'm looking forward to is how wacky they'll decide to get with it because they got really fucking weird with GTA Online with a lot of just weird things. I hope they do that with Red Dead Online because fuck it. Why not? And I wonder if this will be an avenue for them to somewhat do like an undead nightmare part two sort of thing, which was the DLC for Red Dead Redemption. Um, there's a lot of... Oh boy. Stop. Oh boy. It's a party in here now. <laughs> it is a party. There's a lot of just really good potential in this. I wonder if they're going to do something like heist in that Western universe. Absolutely. I hope so. You're absolutely going to fucking steal a, a train. Yeah. Or like launch a train off the tracks. That would be very cool. Very cool. GTA Online is something that I felt, I feel like we should have played a lot more of. But we just didn't. Because there, there's some really cool shit. But fucking one thing that I hope that they fix is the load times in Red Dead Online. Like the load times for GTA Online are just absurd. Like, yeah, you're loading in. And then once you're loaded in, it's not loading anymore. But that's a long fucking load. And then if you die, sometimes it takes forever. If you're leaving in an activity, sometimes it might take a while. Hopefully I can smooth that out. But forward to it just a little over a month uh yeah and there were some other things revealed i didn't put any a story in here or anything but some mechanics in red dead redemption 2 okay weapon degradation oh that's that's the number one thing that stood out to me Mm. of all of all the thing all the things they decided they were going to include in this game To me, weapon weapon degradation is never beneficial to the experience. No. I can't think of one time, god damn it, one time where weapon degradation was good for the game. It was annoying in Witcher. I It's not as bad, but it's still annoying in like Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's always just an annoying fucking mechanic. So that kind of sucks. I just hope this game feels better to play than GTA did. I I just don't think GTA feels good. Like, it isn't the way that I... It doesn't feel good running around to me. It doesn't Mm -hmm. feel good. Like, I don't think the the shooting is handled very well. It's a lot of just relying on snap to aim kind of stuff. I, I don't know. That's just not my style. Yeah. That's the thing. Like GTA Five plays so much better than past GTAs, and, and it's, it's still it's not still the best. not where it's not where I I imagine modern games to be. Yeah, agreed. You know what is my style? Some Dragon Ball. Yeah, that Hell that yeah. is your thing. An Android Seventeen coming, Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, I I love. This move because Android 17 is awesome and it was a 
fucking crime that they only used him as kind of like kind of like what they do in Smash with assist trophies. He was the assist trophy to uh to Android 18. Android 17 deserves to be his own fighter. It absolutely does. He is the multi-universal champion. Spoilers for Dragon Ball Super. Oh, wow. I knew that. I knew that. I'm sure you did. I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> so Android 17 is uh, one of the twin brother-sister pair, Android 17 and 18, that uh, was created by Dr. Jiro. In the Android saga of Dragon Ball Z, mm. um, created to kill Goku, but All right. in Future Trunks' timeline, Goku is already dead of heart disease, and these androids just start wreaking havoc on everyone. So, is it like the the characters in Nier Automata? No, they are not at all like that. These, these androids uh, were made from humans. Like they, it's kind of. Like, they're kind of cyborg-ish, but, like, I don't know. It's more of internal parts that they're using. They have, they have infinite energy generators inside them. That's what makes them so powerful. That's why Cell wants to eat them and become perfect Cell. I got you. That's enough Dragon Ball. All right. Really yeah. cool that this fighter's coming. Dragon Ball Minute. Let's get into some business. And the business of video game selling... Spider-Man is the fastest-selling PlayStation title ever, selling 3.3 million copies in the first three days. That's a lot yeah. of copies of Spider-Man. That is. Oh, man. Yeah, it, it beats God of War, which was the new record holder from earlier this year that sold 3.1 million in three days. Now this sells 3.3 I mean, Spider-Man's a popular character. Yeah, I mean, this is this is potentially the biggest exclusive that is on PS4 for them, just because of the the uh, cultural significance of Spider-Man and, and how people just enjoy him and 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 movies and comics and all that stuff. And now you can only play this game on PlayStation. It's a really cool game, so. This doesn't even include any of the copies of the game that were sold with the uh, the bundle. The bundle, yeah, yeah. Which I wonder how well that did. Um, this was also the most pre-ordered Sony first-party game ever. Had a million pre-orders before the game even launched. <coughs> yeah. So very, very good. I imagine it will be very high on the charts for the month. <laughs> I think it'll probably be number one. I'm trying to think of what else might be, and I can't think of anything else. Tomb Raider might be up there, but it's also there's no buzz for Tomb Raider at no, all. Like there, if there you've really noticed, isn't. like neither of us played Tomb Raider mm-hmm. yet. Uh, it's yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. There's just something about it. It just I don't feel a buzz to go play Tomb Raider. No, I don't either. Like like I want to because I enjoy playing Tomb Raider. But right now, I'm, I'm not like, oh, dude, I really need to play this game. As I felt like I needed to for Rise, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just, Rise, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, man. But we do have some data. We have data from August sales. And Tyler, earlier this year, you asked me how long I thought Monster Hunter World would remain up there. Yeah. I think you're going to find out. This month. Yeah. 
it did fall off for a few back. months, but it's back in a big way. Um, they keep supporting that game a lot, but it's the, the seasonal events and stuff like that. It's yeah. Cool. It's a very interesting month for some titles here. I'll bring us from 20 to 11. And one here at number 20, we have the Crew 2. Wow. 19, We Happy Few. All right. 18, Lego The Incredibles. 17, Overwatch. Mario Tennis Aces is number 16. War, uh, Call of Duty World War II. Number 15, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. 14. 13 is Far Cry 5. 12 was Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. And at number 11, Minecraft. Of We're, course. Yeah. I, actually, I feel like it's been a while since we've seen Minecraft on this list. I think it's been top 20. Like, I think it's it stayed... It might have been, like, low, but yeah. I think Minecraft has stayed in the top 20. Mm-hmm. But that used to be, like, a consistent, like, GTA 5 sort of game. Like, always in the top 10 to mm-hmm. 5. Uh, but anyways, number 10, Super Mario Odyssey. Number 9, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Number 8, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Or seven, God of War. Six, Naruto to Burrito, Shinobi Striker. That's, that's Five. Boruto. That's oh. Boruto, Naruto's okay. son. Okay, sorry. Uh, number five, Mario Kart 8. Number four, Grand Theft Auto 5. Three, Rainbow Six Siege. Two, Monster Hunter World. And taking the month of August is Madden NFL 19. Hmm. We haven't played a Madden match against each other in a long time. Maybe we should do that after this. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, no surprise there with Madden. Although, I think up top... Um, yeah. Madden 19 topped this list. Topped the list uh, this year in software sold, making it the best launch month for a Madden game since Madden NFL 13. Wow. So that's... I guess exciting for for those guys. Monster Hunter World coming back up there, probably because the PC release, but it's good to see it still being up there and being loved. Um, crazy to see Rainbow Six Siege climbing up so high. That's It's exciting, though, because that's a great game. And um, I think the weirdest thing of all is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, that is bizarre. Now, the game became backwards compatible on Xbox One, so that's probably why. But really? <laughs> like, number eight? Holy crap. Mm. Also, not looking great for We Happy Few, unfortunately. Not a lot of buzz around that title. Crew 2 dropping off pretty hard there. I thought it was strange that Crew 2 was ever in that. I I, I agree. Everything I heard about that game is very bland. I agree. Stick with business here and the business of the death of the PlayStation Vita. Yeah. It is finally, they are finally going to stop producing PlayStation Vitas in 2019 with no successor planned. I think that's bullshit. I think there is going to be a PlayStation handheld in the future. Maybe it's not planned. Maybe it isn't bullshit, but I think there's going to be another PlayStation handheld. Eventually. I think it'll launch launch alongside the PlayStation 5. I just... Maybe. Maybe. I just feel like Sony's been in this... Like, that they wouldn't want to give up a literally an entire market to Nintendo. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I know the Vita didn't do because what they wanted to. Because who else would be to. making handhelds? Handheld gaming I consoles. I know. And, and that's the thing. Like, the Vita had an incredible amount of potential that they just didn't utilize. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, they just didn't support it at all properly. Um, and then memory cards killed it. I mean, there's, there's a few aspects I think to memory it. cards was one of the biggest things because, yeah. like, it was a proprietary memory card that was always way more expensive than, than if you compare storage on that memory card to storage on, say, an SD card. Yes. It's... And that was just a boneheaded decision. And it's like, I think a Vita, if you want one brand new, is still, is it 250? I It's either 200 or 250. But, you know, you, you look at that and you go, okay, I could get this. But then you look over at the 3DS, which has a way better library of games, I think. And it's cheaper. I think that's just an easy sell, and it's unfortunate for the Vita because it is a great machine that has a, a, a lot of good games on it. But you can get a brand new PlayStation Vita for two hundred and ten dollars. Okay. Yeah, I just I find it it is sad. It's an end of an era, in a way, if they truly are not having a successor because it's been a, they've been in this market for a while. It's going to kind of be weird to think that they're not going to be in this market. Yeah. But at the same time, like PS4 is so successful f- for them. I'm sure they want to just double down on that console market, especially for next go around. And I'm wondering if, you know, not manufacturing the Vita anymore is going to, f- I'm sure it'll free up resources to produce whatever's next. Maybe. Do you want to move into more hardware or do you want to stick with the sad news? Let's just get the sad news out of the way. Okay, sad news out of the way right now. Capcom Vancouver? Yeah, Capcom Vancouver is closed. Yes. No more Dead Rising. At least not by Capcom Vancouver. They're they're shifting all their development primarily to Japan. Um, But very sad. Uh, it's always sad when a studio closes, especially one like this one, which did have a, I, w- I would assume had a decent amount of employees being a Capcom studio making AAA games. They did have layoffs uh, recently, and, and I think, because they, they were focused on Dead Rising games, and I feel like Dead Rising is a franchise that has lost its luster. Well, they were, they were also like making that money by... They had resources coming in from Microsoft because those were yeah. Xbox exclusive games. Yeah, and the, yes, but it also like nobody really wants a Dead Rising game right now. At least not until they significantly retool what Dead Rising is. I think, mm-hmm. which Capcom has shown us that they can do that uh, with some of their franchises recently. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do that in the future. But um, I think Capcom developed. The first Dead Rising, you know, in Japan, and then it went to Vancouver, and they've made every Dead Rising game since. Where's my uh, Dead Rising Battle Royale where there are zombies oh, all dude, over the map as well? That would be sick. You I'd combine be these, down for that. You, you, well, you, I forget, like, there are some bizarre-ass weapons in that. Yeah, there, so. there is. It's it's it, Dead Rising is fun though. I I've played the first one and I played all the way through the third one. It's just really weird, um, but never played the second and the fourth. 
but I think I only it's goofy. played the second. Yeah, it's a goofy franchise, but it is sad. Uh, all right. So PlayStation no longer making the PlayStation Vita. Their factories are now producing... This is not how at all business works. The PlayStation Classic. Tyler, this PlayStation Classic costs $100. Comes with 20 games, of which you only know five of them? Five. It also doesn't come with an AC adapter. Its controllers are not analog controllers. You only get D-pads, no analog sticks. Tyler, what the fuck? Mm. I mean, sure, it's a cute little piece of plastic. But also, there are some boneheaded... There's a lot of boneheaded things like that. By not having analog sticks, you greatly reduce the number of games that could actually be good on this thing. Yeah. There is... Keeping the original experience, and then there is you know changing it for the better (laughs) and not having analog sticks is a gigantic no honestly like look there's a lot of people that are excited for this and I want people to be excited for this I'm not excited for this one Um, because of the for a few things Um, and, and I grew up on a PlayStation 1 like the PS1 to me is what the NES or SNES is to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like I, this was my first console. This is where I played my games growing up, growing up with like Crash and Spyro and uh, whatever the fuck it is. A uh, fighting force, you know, ridiculous games Super like that. Monkey Ball. Yeah. Ape Escape, Ridge Racer, like stuff like that. Like this is what I grew up on. Um, the, the analog sticks is one thing to me. Um, Honestly, these games probably look like ass right now. And I'm sure they're still fun to play, but man, do PlayStation games not age well in the slightest. And especially if you have like a 4K TV right now, I do not want to to know. Not that this thing's going to output like true 4K or anything, but I just don't want to know what this <laughs> these games look like. Like I just don't have the need to go back and play these old games right now like i bought the super nintendo classic just because i never had a super nintendo growing up Mm -hmm. and a lot of the games on there i never played and they're considered classics i'm like i want this because i never experienced these games and it's fun um but i'm just i'm just not super excited also like the thing about the nes classic and and the snes classic is that it's kind of affordable yeah not that a hundred dollars isn't but it is a lot steeper than the sixty dollars that the other ones are asking for or 80 i think the snes classic is but um a hundred dollars for this i think is a is a lot here's the question though does the disc hatch open I don't think it does. I don't think it no. does either, unfortunately. But how fucking cool would that be? <laughs> That's the single reason why I'm not buying it. This cast doesn't open. It, it, here's another thing, though. Like, I think it. they have to know what the lineup is for these games at this point. 
right? Yeah. I would hope so. And I don't know why, like, it's it's a real fucking, I think it's a dirty move to make this thing, like, having people pre-order this thing and not knowing what most of the games yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. Like, sure, Final Fantasy VII's cool, but you could play that in 20 million places. Jumping Flash, why not? Um, Ridge Racer f- Type 4, all right. Tekken 3... I don't know. I think there's better, probably better Tekken games to play. Wild Arms is a classic, but not knowing what's on here is just kind of crazy to me. What else do you think they'll have? What well, would you it's like super to see? limited now. Like yeah. a lot of the games that I'd like to see don't really work well if you don't have analog sticks. Right. Like they're not going to put a Gran Turismo on there. They're not going to put a Metal Gear on there. Yeah. It's. I don't know. It's freaking bizarre. I would hope they would have Crash Bandicoot. I mean, that's one you can you but can play again, without like, analog. An insane trilogy. Exactly. Like, there's better ways to play it. And and I just, I these nostalgic consoles, they're a thing. They're not going to stop, for sure. And, but I just, I wish I could have backwards compatibility. And it's it's actually kind of and not the full library is there, but like you turn on your Xbox, you can go play original Xbox games with the disc. You know, you it, as long as it's supported, you put that disc in, you can play that game. They're not having you buy this mini nostalgic Xbox with a limited amount of of titles on it, you know. Yeah, and even like 2, 3 years ago, they were releasing PS1 classics that you could play on on your PlayStation Vita or even further back than that that you could play PS1 classics on your PlayStation 3. Yep. There are there's hardly any of that support on PlayStation 4. Mm-mm. And it 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 very much feels like that they specifically held back on the PlayStation 4 because they wanted to do yeah. something like this. I would I would prefer that Absolutely. They I, made I would that library available on PlayStation 4. It's Yeah. It's not like it's impossible. They already have some PS1 games running on PlayStation 4, Final Fantasy 7 being one of them. Yeah. That, that's already running on PlayStation 4. I think they got 4. 9 on there too as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Like I I I can get why people are nostalgia can be a strong thing sometimes. So I can understand why people are stoked about it. I'm just not I'm not overly over the moon for it it's just a real pain in the ass when like they could make these games available elsewhere Mm -hmm. but they're not going to do that you have to buy this fucking piece of plastic to sit in your house yeah to play it and i'm not i don't particularly give a shit about looking at a little fake plastic ps1 i don't i personally don't give a shit about that it's like if i wanted to like the only nostalgia thing about it like that kind of gets to me is a thing that you get elsewhere is the PlayStation one boot up sound, which yeah. is like, that's the, only, that's the best part. And you get those when you play like PS one classics on other devices. It's just, it, it, this frustrates me a lot, especially like considering that they've pretty much halt the initiative of releasing PS one classics on any modern hardware. Yeah. I think we will absolutely get a PS2 classic, and that would sell like fucking crazy. Hey, although we went, if you go back in time, we, we did. did we did a PlayStation, what we would want to see on a PlayStation classic. Yeah. You can go listen to that. I think that was over a year ago that we did yeah. that. I, dude, that was some of the earlier episodes that yeah. that happened, so. Mm. I don't know. All right. <sighs> 
that's enough. I, I, that's enough of that. I want to talk about how the internet is dumb at a, and loves to assume things. Yeah, I have not. I don't have much to say on this. So I'm just going to sit back and let you let you go. <laughs> so, Zenimax Online Studio, or not? No, Zenimax, not Online Studio. Zenimax, who owns Bethesda, applied for a trademark. Redfall mentioned for PC and console. Nobody knows what it means, but people have jumped the gun and have assumed that it is an Elder Scrolls thing. I think that's bullshit. It's bullshit to assume that. I think Redfall's a dumb title for an Elder Scrolls thing. Sure, Red Guards, Hammerfell. You could draw that connection if you feel like doing that. That's fucking... I, you can do that. I think that's just... That's assuming a lot about what you have no idea this could be. It's, I, I honestly don't think they're going to call an Elder Scrolls 6 Redfall. That doesn't make sense. They already have Elder Scrolls Red... Uh, there's an Elder Scrolls Red Guard. Yes. There like, is. why would they do that? It doesn't make sense. If you want... If not Elder Scrolls, what could it be? You know... It's it's really dumb to speculate on any of this. But Tyler, yeah. here's what I would say Redfall is. It's in the Wolfenstein universe. <laughs> it's called Redfall because it's about the fall of the communist regime in the Wolfenstein okay. universe. Okay. With different characters over there. Now that also doesn't make any sense at all because they're super busy at machine games with the ne- with uh, the yeah. Yeah, Young Blood and uh, and whatever Wolfenstein Three will be. Yeah. So it's not that. Could be. It's very clearly, to me, something in the Elder Scrolls Online and not Elder Scrolls Six. Mm-hmm. I think that's a better bet. I it would it would make me shit it, I, like I would shit my pants if they actually knew what they wanted to call Elder Scrolls Six. I'm sure they have a region the Elder they want to go 6 to. Is not coming until like 2024. I know let's, exactly. Let's be real. They have fucking Starfall or what is it, what is it called? Uh, Starfield. Starfield to release yeah. between. Like there for Elder Scrolls Six, honestly, there's probably just some dudes drawing up some cool shit. You know, right right now, in in some probably high level discussions going on about what they potentially want to do in Elder Scrolls Six, but their their focus is on Fallout seventy six, and then they're probably going to shift immediately over to Starfield. You know, it's just let's just you know, calm or down. you know what this could also be. This could also be for their card game, Elder Scrolls Legends. Could be, yeah. Like I, I think it's just completely ridiculous that people would jump and think that this is the Elder Scrolls 6. Yeah. Regardless, I am excited for whatever Elder Scrolls 6 turns out to be. And, yeah. I'm still playing Elder Scrolls online. I've got my fix on Elder Scrolls for now. Not necessarily that style of game, but just the world of Elder Scrolls. Mm -hmm. So... They have time that they can take before even diving into what this is going to be. All right. Okay. We're on the home stretch here of news. So, up until now, 
I have not even considered playing games via PlayStation Now because it was a streaming service. Now, PlayStation, I, I hate, I hate, you know, yeah. you're going to be able to download PS4 and PS2 games with your PS Now subscription. Why not PS3? I don't know. Uh, I have a feeling that it has something to do with PS2 games are actually being emulated on the PlayStation 4, and the yeah. PlayStation 4 isn't necessarily powerful I enough. I wonder to. if it's an architecture sort of thing as well with the PS3, the yeah, PS4. Yeah, but also, like, just the amount of power it takes to emulate a, an entire other operating system and the, running the game on it, I think it might be a little bit much for the PlayStation 4 hardware to handle. It's not much for the Xbox One. Although... 360 the Xbox One is not as radically different as PS3 to PS4. Yeah. And let's be honest, the interface on PS3 was hot trash. Oh yeah. <laughs> but this is exciting. I am I am yeah. eyeing up PlayStation now. It's something that should have happened a long time ago. Yeah. Just to have the option. Like if you want to stream it, if you have the internet for it, go for it. But if you don't want to download it do that too you know yeah i'm gonna have to look at the library on this but because there are some old games that i want to play again uh, i'm just not sure if they're in that library but that's definitely something you should all check out if you were sitting on the fence because of it being a streaming service there's also a uh promotion sale going on now so you can get a full month for 9.99 um a full year for a hundred dollars and three months for thirty dollars, which is usually forty-five. So, there you go. I yeah, I. Good news coming out of that that system. Uh, see how it develops. It's weird that yes, you can't download and play PS Now on your PC. You can only do this on your PS4 yeah. if mm-hmm. you're playing there. Yeah. But I guess there are other things that they'd have they'd have to build an emulator on your PC yeah. to do that. So yeah, I can see why they don't want to do that. And if you don't want to just if you want to actually buy games, but you don't feel like paying full price, there are always sales. There's always a sale on PlayStation Network. Just a matter of if there's a sale for a game that you want. And Tyler, there are a couple games on this list that I've been eyeing up a little bit. Such as World Rally Champion. I've never tried the World Rally Champion games. But I like rally racing in other video games, so maybe that's something I should check out. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you remember the game Adrift? Yes, The space game. Yeah. It's on sale. $4. I think people remember the controversy around it by who created it more than they remember the game, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, World Rally Champion, if you want to get into WRC, you can get the collection for $33 or 6 for 15 7 for 20 and 5 for $10. <laughs> How about Motorcycle Club? $8. Hmm. <laughs> See, handball 17 <laughs> Terraria for $4 you ever play Terraria? no mm. 
there's there's I've never played a Sniper Elite game, so this might be the time I play a Sniper Elite game because Sniper Elite Three is only six bucks. Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, Payday Two has a bunch of editions on sale. You can get the I guess the base edition for eight. You can get the Crime Wave Edition, the Master Plan for $8, the Crime Wave Edition for $10, the Crime Wave Edition, the Big Score Game Bundle for $25, and Crime Wave Edition, the Big Score DLC Bundle for $16, whatever those are. What's the Payday 2? Buy some Payday 2. Yeah. Video games on sale. Yeah. Let's go over to the new video games of this week. Tyler, I'm going to scroll, and I'm probably going to cry by the time I get to the bottom here. A lot. Tyler, there's... If, yeah, you, if I told oh you there were a God. lot of video games releasing this week, you should probably just take me at my word, because there are always a lot of video games. To include here, 8-Bit Armies. Welcome to the fast-paced combat of 8-Bit Armies. Collect resources, build up, and defend your base. Research devastating super weapons and crush your opponents in an epic clash of firepower. Okay, next up is Anodyne on PS4. Immersed in a moody, dreamlike soundtrack, explore a world full of natural, urban, and abstract environments, solving puzzles and defeating enemies with a broom. We have a PSVR game called Blind. Uh oh. Blind is a narrative-driven psychological thriller for virtual reality where the player is blind and must explore their surroundings using echolocation. Sounds interesting in VR. Yeah. That, I'm sure that's a very intriguing thing. Capcom beat-em-up bundle. Relive the glory days of cooperative arcade games with the Capcom beat-em-up bundle. The com- this comprehensive collection includes seven classic games, each with various multiplayer options, online capabilities, and detailed galleries. Alright. The door for PSVR. Hold up in a secret lab in the dark forest. Dr. Jacob devoted himself to research in the lab he created to treat his terminally ill daughter. One day, he is trapped in the lab and everything begins to change. What is up with these weird-ass PlayStation VR games this week? Uh, Downward Spiral, Horus Station. Didn't this, isn't this out? Pretty sure this is already out. PlayStation VR. Downward Spiral, Horus Station is a mysterious and atmospheric zero-gravity thriller set in the lost and forgotten Horus Station. Oh, hell You're really excited for this next title here. Yeah, Fishing Sim World on a PlayStation 4. Fishing Sim World is the most authentic fishing simulator ever made. Feel the adrenaline rush of landing a trophy largemouth bass and a thrill of fighting huge carp and monster pike. Hell yeah, buddy. Next up is The Gardens Between PS4. The Gardens Between is a surreal puzzle adventure that follows best friends, Arena and Friend as they fall into a mysterious world of beautiful garden islands. Mm. Next up is Hover, Revolt of Gamers. <laughs> okay. Experience the thrill of a fast-paced single-player, single and multiplayer parkour game. Assemble your team, enhance your gear, and perform incredible tricks and combos. 
Labyrinth of Refrain, Coven of Dusk, PS4, digital and retail. Dusk Witch Dronia and her young apprentice, apprentice Luca, have come to refrain. What? Have come to refrain to conquer the sprawling labyrinth deep beneath the town. Wondrous treasures, terrifying monsters, and buried secrets await. Tyler. Okay. Is this an anime? It looks very an- I don't know specifically if it's an anime. Yeah. Oh, Tyler, it's, dude, it's fishing it's, week. It is a competition of the fishing games. Yeah, two fishing behemoths released this week. Legendary <laughs> Fishing now on PlayStation 4. Experience the thrill of catching over 20 types of fish from king salmon to largemouth bass. Includes unlockable gear, missions, multiple destinations, and hours of fun solo or with friends and family. Oh, man. I just can't decide which fishing game to buy this week. My Brother Rabbit, PS4. An adventure set in a surreal world that mixes reality with a child's imagination. A young, sick girl is left with her brother when her parents set out to find treatment. These children must learn to cope together through the power of imagination. That rabbit looks horrifying, I'm just going to say. Yeah. Neon Wall. This Neon Wall. Didn't this come out I last week? I think this came out last week. I yeah. guess this is the PlayStation VR version yeah. of it, though. Neon Wall's out for PSVR. Let's move on. RGX Showdown. Oh, man. PlayStation 4 game. It's you against the world as you race through traffic in teeth-gritting edge-of-your-seat street races. Climb the ranks, unlock cars and customizations, and claim your championship title. That car just looks crazy. Alright. Scribblenauts Mega Pack. PS4 Digital and Retail. Get the best of Scribblenauts with Scribblenauts Mega Pack. Two classic games with all new content. Use the power of imagination to solve exciting puzzles in endless ways. Speed Brawl is the next game. Speed Brawl is a 2D combat racer about moving fast and hitting hard. Maintain your momentum, build your combos, and unleash powerful special moves. Then do it all again, faster, faster, Uh, faster, faster. Oh! Splody. Okay. Classic couch competitive bomb dropping action gameplay. Jesus, what a sentence. Brought into the modern era. Place bombs, get out of the way, destroy your friends, collect power ups, explode your way to victory. <laughs> In a variety of game modes adapted for smooth multiplayer. You know, this sounds a lot like Bomberman. It does, and it has some mobile ass mobile art. What gave it away? The cat lady? Yeah. All right. Well, next up here is Toon War. Your mission is to liberate peaceful villages from evil forces, eliminate enemies, and win over dangerous bosses. Toon War is a twin-stick shooter game with colorful and vivid graphics. Oh. Oh, boy. Next up is Transference on PlayStation VR. Jump into an escape room set in a deranged mind. And experience a first-person exploration game in a chilling new dimension. Shift between three perspectives and attempt to unravel the mystery behind hiding the mystery hiding in this mind-bending psychological thriller. 
this is um that weird ass Elijah Wood game that Ubisoft oh, has had shit. Yeah. at their okay. at, at their E3 conferences the past two years, and nobody understands what it is, but it's now out. Yeah. All right. All right. We're sticking with VR here. Trickster this was out too, huh? It wasn't this game out last week too. Oh, uh, maybe. maybe no, I don't think this one was. Right. Trickster VR Dungeon Crawler. A procedurally generated fantasy adventure starring floating islands, epic loot, and a horde of orcs. Fire skills against orc combat ex- expertise, ancient magic, and ragtag airships. Next up is Unearthing Mars 2, The Ancient War, PlayStation VR. As deputy commander in the Unearthing Mars mission, you are trying to unravel the secrets hidden in the Phobos Fragment. Through the ARC device, experience a war across space and return to the Earth in Mars of ancient times. Mm. And last up here on this list, Warface. Oh. Warface is a a contemporary first-person shooter with millions of fans around the world. Four unique classes with special skills, teamwork, exciting PvE missions, and full raids, various PvP modes, and dozens of maps. Play for free. You can listen to the soundtrack to the Nicolas Cage film, Mandy. Dude, I need to watch Mandy. I I keep hearing so many good things about Mandy. <laughs> Is that just out? It's not in theaters? It's in select theaters, and it's also out on streaming services. Okay. I've seen it on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Amazon. Cool. And you can not... Let's not watch the first Purge. Let's movie. just not watch a Purge movie, movie ever. There's now a Purge TV show. Let's I don't not. understand. I don't understand. I don't know what, how many of you sick fucks out there like The Purge? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah, and if it got drove into your brain, watch Sicario, Day of the Salado, if you were watching oh, you, IGN's you see that, coverage. you see that ad? <laughs> yeah. Like, how could you miss it? That or Hitman 2. <sighs> yeah. Right on, dude. Got some exciting games coming up. I think I might I might go down with some Lara Crofts by the time we play next week. Mm. I mean, by the time we do this show next week. Mm-hmm. I think I might play it. I yeah. I, I don't... I don't know. I What's just releasing don't... next week anyway? Like, is there anything really big I don't next think week? so. No. I don't think so. I just don't... I mean, one, I'm having a lot of fun playing Destiny 2 and Spider-Man right now, and I also, I just don't feel like paying $60 for Tomb Raider right yeah. now. That's my thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, is that what you're going to be playing, Spider-Man and Destiny 2? Yep. That's my plan. I think I might try to burn through Dragon Quest Eleven. Mm. I might just grind main story. Yeah. Right on. And then maybe continue my Witcher 3 Death March run. You're a crazy man. I love that game. It, it is, is a, a great really game. fucking good game. And it's, I think it's, now while it's very difficult on Death March, I think taking my time with it is making me enjoy that game mm-hmm. even more. Soaking in more. Yeah. I get some certain 
things from the soundtrack stuck in my head all the time. Mm-hmm. That game has such a great soundtrack. Yeah. I think pretty much it. That's all we got. Tyler, you got anything? Nope. All right. Not well, right now. We're going to be doing this show again next week, as we always do. Yeah. This is, if you want to ask us a question about anything, you can do that via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PS Report Podcast. You can find me at The Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. Tyler, you're getting settled in here. I am. It's not going to be too long before you start pumping shit out over there, man. No, I'm, I'm actually hoping to get back to it here pretty damn soon. Sounds it's been exciting. a while. Y'all should check that out. You should leave us reviews. Give us ratings. Give us those stars, baby. Give us all five stars. Yeah! Share us with your friends. Until next week, be good to each other. Play your video games. And... Happy Friday.